Titans are storming the field. Happy, happy, happy day. Mark it down. December 3rd, 2011. When the college football world changed and a new power emerged in north central Oklahoma. For years, a program made fun of tonight against their arch rivals and one of the kings of college football, a total domination, tail whipping, emphatic victory. Not to be made fun of again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, man. I got to tell you, um, if we don't win the football game up there in uh, Stilly, he's going to have another one of those prepared for the last Bedlam game, don't you think? It is uh, It is written, it is memorized, and it is ready to go if that's, uh, that's what it comes down to. Because he it, had that. I, well, I don't know. Maybe he learned his lesson after the uh, what he said after the Texas game last year, after that win, because things got south in a hurry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, I have a feeling like if if that were to happen, as unreasonable as that sounds, um, I have a feeling like the the rest of the history of the the rivalry will be forgotten as if like that this was the one and only game, right? That the capstone to the entire rivalry. In Which your face? Yeah, that's. <laughs> it could sound something like that on uh, on Saturday, but no, I, it's um. So so yesterday during your Wednesday sabbatical, we talked a couple of times about what Dalton Cooper, the OSU offensive lineman, said, saying, you know, the old line of well, at least OSU fans actually went to school at Oklahoma State. You know, OU fans, ninety five percent of their fans didn't even go there. They're a bunch of bandwagoners. It's like the lazy. It's not. It's not. I don't even know if it's. It's wrong, right? I mean, both sides have fans that didn't go to school there. That's stupid. But that's kind of like the line that they like to throw out the most. If they win on Saturday, then that's probably their new line. Who cares about the? We won the last one. What matters more than the last one? Yeah. Can't let them have it. That is an interesting thing. The I guess I'm new to the concept of. You have to be. You have to have gone to school at a school to be a fan of their their sporting team. You're new to that. Yeah, you're new to that because no one else says that except their fan base. Never heard it from any other fan base except that one. I guess. I mean, it's one thing if you if you live in uh, Montana. And are a huge fan of Florida State for no reason. Which, I mean, not that that's a bad thing. I, I don't care. Yeah, but I can see how that is weird. But if you live in the state, and it's kind of in your your neighborhood, so to speak, and you're a, a big football fan, it makes sense that you would be drawn to that. I don't know. That, I I guess that's a new concept that I haven't heard yeah. thrown around. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just I, I think it's I, is it a way to chisel away at programs that have won a lot and have very large fan bases? You can kind of chisel away and say there's Bingo. a bunch of bandwagon jumpers. I think it's a way to deflect off the ninety one nineteen seven. I guess. Um, gotcha. The athletic thinks this is the second best game of the weekend. Which there's dude, there, the five best games this weekend would be. Like the best game, I feel like in the past like three and four weeks, LSU yeah. and LSU at Bama's number one, huge, 
Yeah, definitely huge. Not the biggest LSU-Bama game we've seen recently, but still a big one. Bedlam is at number two. Mm-hmm. Mizzou at Georgia is number three. K-State right. at Texas is number four. And then our Washington Huskies this week at USC at five. There you go. That is a killer top five. Pretty nice slate. Really nice slate. And it starts early. Isn't Kansas State, Texas, 11 a.m. kick? 11 a.m., big noon uh, kickoff. That's what that and is. And then I'm guessing the Alabama-LSU is a, yeah, is this, a night game. This is your uh, week on CBS where they have uh, the two SEC games. I think Mizzou at Georgia is the 2.30, and then LSU-Bama is at night. You know, they get that one Saturday a year where they get two games. Yeah, this is they. This is that week, and and then is the is the USC uh, Washington game? Is that like a late late game? I think that or? might be the six thirty oh, yeah, ABC 630. game. Is That's that right. what it is? Yeah, all right, mm-hmm. sweet. And then UCLA Arizona, Pac twelve after dark. Oregon State at Colorado nine o'clock. So you still get some action late. Oregon State's gonna hammer Colorado. Um, Boy, that story's, that good, story's though. really died down this year, hasn't it? I mean, Colorado well, it, got all these massive ratings the first few weeks, and it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, Colorado now. And we knew it would. You know, I they're actually, uh, you know, they started off better than I thought they would have. I mean, I, I thought they were going to be absolutely dreadful from the very from the beginning all the way through. And, I mean, they've, they've done a better job there than, than I imagined. It was, you know, but – the media ran wild with it, and I guess you know it was fun. It was a fun story. You got to grab a hold of those things when you can. Here's an underrated game that I forgot: Kansas Iowa State is yeah. at six o'clock on ESPN two. That's that's yeah. an important game. Uh, Iowa State wins that game. They continue to be right in the thick of things for the uh, Big Twelve. Right. I feel like Iowa State's going to win that game. Big emotional win for Kansas. I feel yeah. like Iowa State's going to get him in Ames. I think it's going to be close, but give me give me Iowa State in that one. Unless right. Jason Bean runs. Uh, 35 miles per hour. For, for ton. It wasn't 35, but it was like 22.4 fastest like that. registered time in a college football game this year. Yeah, that, that is a big game. But K-State, It's funny that all with all the games that you mentioned, uh, you still got A&M Ole Miss, which is a good one. And then when would Notre Dame and Clemson have ever kind of fallen through the cracks, you know, on a, on a big Clemson. weekend? I know it. Wow, that's an 11 a.m. Clemson loses this game, and they're a dog at home. People are talking about if they're, they're going to make a bowl game or not. Yeah. But K-State and Texas is interesting for me for, I mean, multiple reasons. One, the, the conference race, but I don't know who people would consider right now as the most disappointing team in college football. But well, I guess USC would probably be in that discussion, actually. But my point is, is if Texas loses this game on Saturday – we're starting to talk about them not even making the Big 12 championship game. Like, they're going to have an incredibly tough road just to get to Arlington. And they weren't just picked to win the conference. They were picked to win the conference by a pretty wide margin, man. So, I, I wonder if they lose this game, if they don't meet, even make it to Arlington, which is possible, what does that mean for Sark, or does he get a pass since his quarterback's hurt right now? What does that look like for him and his fan base? Because before question. the year... Before the year, those Texas guys I talked to, they said, it's Big 12 championship or bust down here for Sark. Like, this is a big-time prove-it year for him, and he needs to prove it. So, I would think it'd be a massive disappointment, no QB or not, if they don't even make it there. Yeah. Well, I would I would think so, but 
you never know. Like, it, it feels like oftentimes Texas doesn't get the criticism that everyone else does. You know, I maybe they give them a pass there without yours. I'm not sure. I, 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 I tend to think that it's not going to – like. I, don't you feel like they like their coach? Yeah, I think they do. And I, I think that there's some reasons definitely why they should. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, like if you don't even make the Big 12 championship game, it's hard to Alabama win or not look at that as a successful year for Texas heading into the SEC. Right. Especially with all the top-end talent they're losing off this year's team, or at least according to a mock draft top-end talent. Yeah. Because right. I'm not so sure that they're going to be better next year or at least more talented than they are this year. Right. Well, I don't know. I I guess, you know, a lot of it maybe depends on how the game goes. It, it, you know, obviously if they win it, it it's going to be uh, – that's big time for them uh, if they can pull that off. But if they lose it in a close one, then I think you can justify, well, you know, it's different. That's a really good K-State team, defending Big 12 champion. We don't have our quarterback – I mean, you he's know, not going to get fired. There's no way he no. gets fired, and that's not even what I'm talking about. It's but, just what how I was they feel say, about though, it. Like, if you get run off the field, which I don't think is is like out of the question. You know, if if Kansas State gets going and builds a lead on Texas, and Murphy's got to throw it to dig out of the hole, it could become difficult on him pretty quickly. Like that's a different story. This is one of those where if you lose and you don't make the conference championship game, it's it almost brings up that Houston game up a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like some of those close sure. wins against bad teams that you have, people start evaluating those games a lot more if you, if you lose a few. 214 says Sark and Arch are a package deal. Um, this one from the 918, he doesn't get a pass. He has Arch, Manny, Arch Manning, the savior of all football programs, sitting on the bench. And then Sark right. has him uh, listed after that. Yeah. Uh, Peyton, uh, great text, Peyton. Maybe the Texas fans will say, oh, hell, I'd rather go to a New Year Six and go to the playoff and get embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He gets the show. Gets the show. That's perfectly done. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. There's a lot of people that, you know, still think Texas is, is you know, clearly they're a four-point favorite, but. I think Kansas State is the favorite to win the game in in my head. The way I envision this thing going, I I think it's going to be difficult for for Texas to really get their stars going with Malik Murphy at quarterback. Now, he'll probably be a little bit better than he was a week ago, which was not great, 16 to 25, 170 and an interception. Did you go back and watch that um, game? I told you on Monday he was pretty shaky with most of those yeah. throws. I don't know if you I, went back and watched that or not, but, man. I've, I've seen, like, the highlights, like the shortened version sped up. But, yeah, you know, if Kansas State, the game plan is simple. Stop Jonathan Brooks. Um, you know, you're going to have to focus a little bit on A.D. Mitchell. But, I, to me, that's – that's the game. If they can stop the run and and build a little bit of a lead, it's going to be really hard for them to come back. And you know, maybe Jatavian Sanders is they're going to try and build a a way to make him an outlet for him. You know, the tight end screen game and stuff is something they've always liked. So 
I, I don't know. It, it'll be hard for them to beat Kansas State, in my opinion, with a limited game plan. So it's one of the things that Sark has done. He's 2-0 and against Kansas State, which is surprising. Because it feels they like K-State's won the last, like, five or six matchups yeah. with Kansas State. It, it had been uh, a long, like, they finally went out there and won in, like, 2018, but they hadn't won there until, mm-hmm. like, 2002 before that. But, yeah. Um, 82-3, and three, says the text line. Those are K-State's last two games. They're coming in hot. They've outscored their opponents 82-3 to three in their last two games. Dang. That's what I'm saying, man. They got it rolling. They're, they're playing really good football. Uh, Sean says you don't get retained because of recruiting or you become Texas A&M. There are no package deals. How's that working out right now in L.A.? Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing for Texas, though, is I, who who would be their next guy? Like, who's next? If it's not Sark, who would it be? And I know we're talking about this is a very far-fetched idea. He's not getting He's not getting fired. But I, before you fire someone, you better have uh, a pretty good idea who the better replacement's going to be or else you're going to be in a situation that your search goes way longer than you want it to and you end up with Charlie Strong. Here's an interesting question for the 405. Who's more likely to win this weekend, OU or Texas? I picked uh, Kansas State, the upset special, so I mean, my answer is OU. But who's, who do you think is more likely to win? Oklahoma. I pick Can- I pick Kansas State the upset special on the Ref Royal Rumble, yet somehow you're way more confident than I am that Kansas State's going to win and you haven't even picked it. No, yeah, I I think I've been saying Kansas State's going to win this football game since before the season even started, and I've felt better and better about it as you know, especially the last couple of weeks have have kind of unfolded. Now. Kansas State lost to Missouri. Missouri's proven to be a better football team than – it's kind of like that Tulane loss they had. Was that last year? Yes, um, ex- yep, exactly like that. Yep. Lost to Tulane. It's like, oh, my – how could you ever lose to Tulane? And Tulane makes it to a New Year's Six and beats USC on national television. So it's kind of like that with Missouri uh, right now. Missouri's a – what, their one-loss team One-loss right team, now? yep. So um, – About to be a know, two-loss that, team after Saturday. That's, and they lost to – you know, at Oklahoma State, in uh, in a game where Ollie Gordon got rolling a little bit on him, and Will Howard threw three interceptions, which is uncharacteristic of of how Kansas State plays football. So, feels like they're in a much better position right now. From the nine one eight, OU should honor Chrissy Sims for beating Texas for us every year. LOL. Mm. I almost said, uh, how funny would it be if every year at OU Texas, OU invited Chrissy Sims to stay on the OU sideline, but. I feel like Texas fans would say, you guys can have him. Good, good riddance. That's not a flex at all. You, you guys can have him over there. No it thanks. doesn't seem like there's a relationship there at all. Is well, there? I think it ended. Well, it was always complicated because he never lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. It, you know what his best game ever was? Like, this is so Texas. This is so Chris Sims. His best game of his career, maybe not numbers-wise, but just given the opponent and the situation, was his last game ever when they beat LSU in the Cotton Bowl in that 2002 season. So Texas fans finally yeah. got to a point where they were like, okay, yeah, he start. Uh, okay, well, now he's gone. He's off to the NFL. That's, that's, right. that's it. And as soon as he – I feel did he tell Trent Smith? He told somebody at OU he thought Mac Brown was scared of Bob Stoops. That's kind of where yeah. – that's kind of where it ended right there. <laughs> it hasn't really rebounded since then. Yes. 
That's awesome. I don't know what Chris is talking about. I've never been afraid of Big Game Bob. I'll never be afraid of Big Game Bob. I, I could uh, love to hear Max <laughs> rebuttal on that one. Oh, that's brilliant. That's good stuff. All right. We're late for a timeout. Quick break. Keep hitting us on the text line, 651-3439, Knippelmeyer text line. Hanging out at Orange Theory today, 405-703-5259. We're at the, the Moore location, 825 Southwest, uh, Southwest 19th Street. Do not wait until January to start your fitness journey. Orange Theory is offering a free month of workouts right now so you get all of your resolutions started today. Again, 405-703-5259. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Hey, Sooner basketball fans. It's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this season. Boomer Sooner! Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every- Everything runs through Loganville. Hey, we're the team to beat. You are my candy girl. What are the odds I'm uh, trolling again tomorrow and playing that one on a football Friday? <laughs> I would so- say a... Pretty strong likelihood. Um, but are they playing? They don't play that at a neutral site, do they? No, they'll play it at, uh, in Lubbock. Did they time. used to? Tech play. It was actually funny. So this is around 08, 09. They, a few weeks after OU Texas, Texas Tech would play Baylor like at a neutral site. And the first time they did that was right. at the Cotton Bowl. Like at the actual Cotton Bowl. And you're used to this spectacular scene of college football pageantry, burn orange on one side, crimson on the other, like every seat's filled. And then you go to Tech and Baylor, and it looks like a high school game, essentially, with all these empty seats. It's like, really, That's guys? Funny. But then they, they moved it to Jerry World. I feel like they did that for four or five years, and I think it's just uh, Tech doesn't play any neutral site games now. Some of their home gotcha. games look like neutral site games, but that's that's about it. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's been a struggle for Tech uh, so far. And what TCU, who they're playing tonight. I guess the sophomore slump it can be true. The sophomore slump can be true at head coach as well because both these two coaches have really struggled in year two and had good year yeah. year ones. Yep. Yeah, TCU's been – they've been kind of up and down. They've had a couple of, of games – like BYU a couple of weeks ago, they looked really good. Um, you know, I I don't know how they beat SMU because SMU has, has looked really good. Either. Yeah, I know. They went out there and just kind of put a bunch of, of points up on them. That's – you know, Oklahoma and TCU, the only losses SMU's had. Other than that, they've – They've trounced some people, and uh, they're gaining some steam. You worried about that 11 a.m. day after Thanksgiving game? No. Yeah, same. That's why I'm, That's why if you just yeah. went on Saturday, man, and anything could happen. I get the, the past two weeks have shown us that with this team. I get that. You can't take anything for granted. But it just 
it feels like if OU can win on Saturday, you almost like catch your breath a little bit, and it's all right. You've got three. You're in the best seat to make it to the conference championship game, and it's almost like we're talking about college football playoff. You know, uh, you know, realistic scenarios once again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, that's it's a realistic scenario that they can. Uh, this the schedule allows for that to happen, but we haven't looked like a college football no. playoff team in in a while. No, so it's true. Um, way back at the beginning of October against Texas, I'm I'm just at it the looked point. pretty good against Iowa State, and then built right into going to to play Texas and looked good in that game at times. Looked really good, um, but it wasn't perfect. And that was what was so the most exciting thing about the the Texas win is, you know, it's the best Texas team that they've had in quite a while. We got the win, and we didn't play great football i mean there were some moments that were really good but there was also just yeah. some a lot of bad but we were confident and, that they were going to right those wrongs yeah. and nip hadn't happened yet special teams continues like in texas game you get what the uh, pump blocked for a touchdown and you know that was frustrating and then you know kansas we we fumble a kickoff return and i know they did as well we forced one but you know we also gave that up and I'm trying to – didn't something happen to UCF as well? What am I missing? Um, the Well, yeah, you missed two field goals against UCF. Missed two field goals. And I think we had something else. Had like a penalty on a return that brought us back, like when we should have had a huge return. Yeah, it's been – it had been great. We have not hit our stride in special teams, which, you know, is frustrating because they spend – they probably spend more time on special teams than than most teams do. And we've got a lot of good players that are playing on the special teams units. It's it's been a weird, kind of an, an anomaly. I don't I don't understand why it's it's kind of unfolded that way. Now the kicking is one thing, you know, that stuff's on the kicker, right? And punting that's on the punter, but a lot of the other stuff falls on your your roster players. And for whatever reason, we struggled in like we've been really good, and then we'd ha- we've had like one really bad moment in yeah. a game. Yeah, they've only looked like a college football playoff team a couple of times this year, and mm-hmm. so you're just waiting on them to look like a playoff team before you dive back into the playoff discussion. I'm just kind of of, of the belief now, and I it's probably severely it's the wrong way to think. It's probably severely flawed, but. Just given the spot, given everything that's going on right now, I know they're a little banged up, but man, I just I feel like if they're going to revert or if they're going to turn into that team, if they're going to show signs that they're going to be that team, it's going to happen on Saturday in a game of this magnitude. That they're going to show yep. up and play well and find a find a way to win. And maybe that's flawed thinking. It's just if you can't if you can't get up for this game, if you can't come out fired up, ready to go. Unlike last week where I thought they came out completely flat and that was really disappointing, if you can't come out ready to go for this one, then, yeah, then we definitely oversold this team. Yeah. Well, you know, we – last year we were in the middle of our horrible season and we came out and jumped all over Oklahoma State. Didn't we run it up like 28-0 really quickly, scored the first four touchdowns and then – we stagnated after Fella that. Felt like they didn't get a first down sure. after they scored their 28th point. 
But defense played a really good game, and, you know, we controlled that football game at a time when it didn't feel like we were going to be able to do anything. So maybe they come out and kind of do the same thing, play this is kind of a a pull-it-all-together type of game. Peyton says, here's a question. Do you feel like the team is undisciplined? Not as in bad kids, just undisciplined on the football field. Tons of flags, bad special team, etc. Just feels like the details haven't been good for us. What do you think? You know what's interesting? It feels like long stretches of good, smart, disciplined play, and then you have like these moments of what in the world was that? You know, especially defensively, you know, it's how many times have we seen them play great defensively and then we just we miss a coverage and give give them something free? You know, uh, Saturday I saw um, that on their last drive. Saturday, on on the, you know, it happened a couple of times. It happened uh, with UCF. It happened with Tulsa. It's, I mean, that's the one thing that's kind of plagued the defense a little bit. And then, you know, some of the penalty stuff is going to happen, um, like the Kendall Dolby penalty. Uh, I think it's a bad call. The Reggie Pearson penalty. I think it's a bad call. Savion Bird, you know, that was an undisciplined play. You, you know, you block all the way into the sideline. It's, it's going to be flagged. I, the, I guess the answer is yes, but it hasn't been like a – it's not a constant. I feel like it's mom, like momentarily they kind of lose their bearings and make some undisciplined mistakes. Camo Sooner, how much will having Gentry Williams back change the dynamic on Saturday? I, I think it's I think it's going to be good. Not that Kanai Walker's been bad. I think he's been uh, been really good this year. But you know, Gentry's, Gentry's been a big time. He's been a big time playmaker for us. Yeah, he's had his hands on the ball a lot. A lot of tackles for loss. A lot of production. Um, I just hope he's back healthy and ready to go. Bubble it, screens are a lot tougher when nine's out there healthy. No doubt. Impossible. Chris A from Edmond. If if nine and one are on the same side, forget about it. Chris A. from Edmond, I'm just going to throw this out there for you guys. We are going to run away with this game this weekend. Boomer! In all caps. Okay. I, I hope got so. got it stored down, Chris A. I, I got it hey, memorized. You stop the run, which, you know, I I think is totally possible. You know, I know he's on a, on a huge streak right now, but I, they have a very straightforward run game. It's... They just do a handful of things. You get you get split zone, you get counter, you get some one-back power. They'll sprinkle in a little bit of outside zone, and they'll get him the ball, you know, with some, with some schemed-up uh, opportunities in the passing game, screens, and, you know, they'll, they lined up in empty against Cincinnati, ran a little pick route for him to the flat, trying to get him out in space on a guy. I mean, they'll do some of that stuff, but – they don't have a running game that's like Kansas that is, you know, just disguised in a bunch of shifts and motions and then super intricate in some of their blocking schemes and with the ton of variety. It's just, That's not what you get from Oklahoma State. They are they're fairly straightforward. Their running game looks almost identical to ours with what they give you. Split zone, some counter, a little bit of one-back counter, uh, counter with the, uh, excuse me, one-back power, with the tackle pulling, 
you know, it's just it's it's fairly straightforward. One more. Cherokee Sooner says Boone Pickens will rise from beyond and fire Gundy himself after we layeth the smackdown. <laughs> Booma. Again, in all caps. Love that you guys spell out Booma now, and then especially in all caps. That's awesome. Hey, um, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I just saw something interesting before we hit a break here, and it's a peek into the new era of college football and what it's going to look like. These are Big Ten games that I'm going to read off to you. Saturday, mm-hmm. November 2nd of next year, okay? Ohio State and Penn State, UCLA mm. and Nebraska, Oregon mm-hmm. and Michigan, USC and Washington. That's all on uh, November 2nd of uh, ne- or, I, or next year. Some big brands going at it there in one weekend. That's that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of name brand football. Don't know how good any of them are going to be, but that's a lot of name brand football, which is ultimately that's what the networks wanted. And I'm right? sure that's why this stuff is coming together. And I'm sure the SEC will counter next year with the same weekend having OU Alabama, Texas Georgia. LSU, Tennessee, and Florida, and I don't know, Ole Miss or something like that. It's going to be nuts. I'm sure there's like a little bit of strategery there cooked into where like, you don't want to go up against those weekends. That's like kind of your, like, whenever you scatter it a little bit before you have your all of your, the Titans going up against one another. I don't know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here from Orange Theory in more. 703-5259. Remember, offering you a free month of workout so you can get started on your fitness resolutions today. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your... Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse pre-diabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Get your house ready for game day inside and out with new decorative lighting. The trusted experts at Wade Electric can add indoor accent lighting in your theater room or some color-changing cafe lighting on the patio. Find that wow factor for your game day get-togethers by calling Wade Electric today. Family-owned and operated for 50 years. You can trust their professionals with troubleshooting, installations, repairs, and more. Call Wade Electric at 405-329-1940 to get ready for your next big event. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yalagazni Law. Think that hiring a lawyer will get you less for your injury claim? At Yalagazni Law, they fight to get you everything you deserve. Call or text for a free, no-obligation consultation at 405-800-8080. That's 405-800-8080, Yalagazni Law. Let's get to it. Store number one is. Uh, Let's start here. Uh, I'm sure you saw the news, and maybe you guys... Uh, talked about it yesterday. I can't remember if it was during the day or at night, but um, Bobby Knight yeah. passed away yesterday. And um, obviously a, uh, a wild legacy, a wild ride through his career, but some of the best audio and video uh, clips 
ever from one individual. And it's all the way from instructional golf videos oh, to uh, to in-game stuff, locker room stuff, press conference stuff. Um, did you see the story yesterday of um, uh, some of the Michael Jordan stuff? That was pretty cool. I listened to one this morning, yeah. Like he played a perfect 12 minutes of basketball and yeah. – his team played a perfect 12 minutes of basketball against Spain, and he had to find something to chew him out about at halftime, and he picked Michael Jordan. When are you going to set a screen, Jordan? Didn't you just call me the fastest player you've ever seen? Maybe I'm screening too fast for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And here's one of the best of all time. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past. I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Definitely had an interesting relationship with the media, but that's that's one of the all-time greats. Unbelievable. Yep, that was um, that was wild. And then Rangers get it done last night. It looked like it was, it was a little hairy there late, but they pulled it off, man. Impressive. What was it? Been waiting 63 years, is that what they said? And... They were able to take themselves off the list of the uh, the teams that have never won a World Series. Two big takeaways. One, very happy for John Gray. I mean, if you want to mm-hmm. talk about the, I mean, the list of best OU pitchers in the past 20, 25 years, he's, I mean, he's, I mean, you could probably extend it out even further than that, but John Gray's going to be on that list. He's awesome. Seems like a really good dude. And he's and, close to putting in 10, eight to 10 years now in the league yeah, as an ace. Yeah. And um, Bruce Boshi. You know, if you talk about this era of managers in Major League Baseball, he and like Joe Torre, uh, he he's got to be right there at at the top as well for managers that we've seen in the sport the past twenty five or thirty years. If we're judging on titles, last time I checked, that's what we judge most things on. Yep, impressive. Uh, it was an awesome run, and what they did they still never lose a road game? Uh, they won eleven straight. Yeah, they won every game at Baltimore on the road. Every game at Houston and every game at Arizona, yeah, I think they were 11-0 and on the road, undefeated. It's nuts. Crazy. Man. And then the last thing I've got is uh, I love that this game is being played. I think it's awesome. I'm just pissed that it's being played at 8.30 in the morning on Sunday in Germany. Uh, Chiefs, Dolphins, you've got to be kidding me. I know, man. The matchup everyone wants to see, and it's going to be – overseas uh, on a weird field like the gra- the fields over there are never very good uh, maybe Germany's a little bit better because they've got some football experience um, it's 8 30 in the morning I this is the one we want to see Tyreek Hill going up against the Chiefs these two offenses going back and forth at one another uh, hopefully I can remember to set my alarm and get up. What, what and, are we and doing? Watch this. We used to just send the Jags and the Titans over there. I know. Uh, like, why, why, why are we sending maybe the two best, definitely the two most exciting offenses in the league? I don't know who the designated home team is. Regard, it's like a if I'm a season ticket holder of either, I'm, I'm pissed. But especially if the Chiefs are the designated home team, and this would be the return to Arrowhead of Tyreek Hill. What, what, what are we doing here, man? Come on. I know. I know it. All right, that's all I got. Um, boy, Kirk Ferentz still wants to coach, and the official Iowa Hawkeye Twitter account put that out last night. 
Uh, his son. Why? His I, I that that's what that was the weird part to me. Well, there and, must have been. Were there rumors going around that he was mad and he was going to yeah, resign or something? And, and I know that he had a press conference, so maybe they just took what he said from a press conference and just put it out in a graphic. But the graphic says, while my immediate focus is on finishing the season strong, I love coaching, my, and my intent is to continue coaching here at the University of Iowa. We have built something very special here, and I plan to coach until I am no longer passionate about the game, players, or coaches. Well, uh, how does Iowa fans feel about that? Um, <laughs> I don't know if they probably feel... I'm sure that I'm guessing that they just want to move on to a new chapter. I don't know any Iowa Maybe. fans in my life, but that's just my guess. You know, you you're you're in like a precarious situation there. I'm sure they would love to perhaps move on, but they're they're probably you know you look around and schools that have had a long time successful coach. And, you know, say what you want about Ferentz and Iowa. I, have they ever won anything of real importance? I mean, it's been a while. But I, the alternative is you move on, you miss a hire, and you only have to miss one being in Iowa, and things can fall apart really quickly on you. Yeah, it's true. Um, Tulane's a good football team again this year. 7-1, mm-hmm. 24th-ranked team in the country. Uh, beat Muleshoe in a Cotton Bowl last year, and now there's an interesting rumor out about Tulane next year, which affects OU because OU plays Tulane and Norman next year in the non-conference. Michael Pratt's been their best player for a couple of years now. He's their quarterback. And like this transfer portal guy, Clint Brewster at 24-7 Sports, I guess his main beat is like the portal, Um, he is reporting that he's hearing that instead of going to the NFL draft, Michael Pratt – is going to transfer to a Power 5 school and play quarterback next year because there's so many quarterbacks in the NFL draft this year. So, obviously, that affects OU. Tulane, maybe not as good of a football team, but their best player from the past couple of years won't be rolling into Norman next season. Not a bad idea. I mean, he's, he's a really good player. Looking at his stats, I mean, he doesn't have eye-popping numbers this year. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, 71% completion percentage. He's run it uh, for four touchdowns. You know, he's he's athletic. He can run around and, and make some plays. Um, so I, that's interesting. Uh, I think there's a lot of places that would oh, really like to have him. A lot of you know, places. He's he's listed at 6'3", 220. He's bigger than I thought. Yeah, I don't. I feel like he's closer to 6'1". That's what I would have guessed. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Interesting. Well, who do you think is going to be the main uh, sweepstakes? Oh, God. Probably an SEC school. You'll probably end up seeing Michael Pratt next year, just not in a Tulane uniform and an SEC uniform. And, or, or, or probably right there at LSU. Probably right there at LSU or maybe even USC. Who knows? Whoever wants to give him a ton of money. If you're skipping yep. out on the draft and you're going to a Power 5 school, that is, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the game a little bit here. And I guess I don't blame him too much. Tonight at 6.30, Carl Albert, three-star in the 2025 class. Marcus James will be committing. Um, all signs are pointing that it's going to be OU tonight at the, uh, at the field house there at Carl Albert for Marcus James. He is the number six overall player in the state for 2025. And if they do get Marcus James tonight, OU will have six commits. And four of those six commits will be Oklahoma kids 
already for the 25 right. class. And that class right now, it's got what five? Um, it's got five commits. Four of those five are Oklahoma kids. No, three of those five, excuse me, are Oklahoma kids. And that's good for the number four class in the country in 25. Dang. That's impressive that they've already got that many commits. What's, uh, well, we probably don't have time for it here. I was going to see what the, what the updates are on any of the other. They got two uncommitted stuff for this. Two uncommitted players left on their board in 2024. Grant Bricks, Eddie Pierre-Louis. That's yeah. what you got. Well, there you go. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will come back here to Orange Theory Fitness and wrap up hour number two next. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is the ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine. Train. Changing the world one smile at a time. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Teddy is at Orange Theory Fitness today and Text line has a bit of an issue with that. Okay. Orange ah, Theory Fitness yeah. on a week like this. Uh, they're wondering if you can talk to management, see if they can change it to uh, Crimson Red Theory Fitness just for this week well, only. They do have their Bedlam giveaway going right now. Uh, so it's they're doing what they can, I guess I would say. They've got some OU representation in here for sure. Dennis in Chicago says, I have a lot of uh, Iowa fan friends, and unfortunately I'm going to that awful game at Wrigley on Saturday. They all see the writing on the wall about Kirk Ferentz as it's over, but they really want Brian gone and are thrilled he's, he's done. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, that's his son who's the offensive coordinator done at the end yep. of the year. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I can understand – I imagine things are going to change for Iowa pretty quickly starting next year because they've been able to hang out in the Big Ten West and play like the easiest schedule in all of college football Minnesota, year after year. Northwestern, Nebraska, right. Illinois. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Purdue. Right. So they've been able to do that and – I think they've got kind of an inflated win total a little bit. And, you know, I, I get it. You can say the same thing perhaps about Oklahoma and the Big 12, but at least you played everyone. They've been able to dodge, and under their new scheduling, it's probably going to get much more difficult on them. Yeah, I didn't look at their schedule. I do have Washington's final four games for next year. Oh, my gosh. USC at Penn State. UCLA at Oregon. This Washington's last four games last year. Yeah, Dang. boy. Yeah, have fun with that one, uh, Caitlin DeBoer. Welcome to the welcome to the Big Ten. Those those three of those teams are old uh, Pac-12 rivals. You throw in a trip to Happy Valley in there in the middle of that. That's uh, that's tough. Hey, all the um, way across the country to play in front of one hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, no kidding. Wide out. So, please tell me that. They're just going to stick with Caden Green here moving forward. Start, start him there and keep him there. Let him get reps. I, I think he's the best option they got at least one of those guard spots. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but it's it's that's my guess. Savion Bird is just – he's too up and down. Yep. 
you'll have a couple of really nice plays, and then you'll have a series where he's kind of lost and doesn't know what to do, and then you'll have and a sportsman you know, like penalty like last week. Penalty was a killer. So, yeah, I I bet they probably do that. I but I don't know. You know, you know it's I, it's rare that you probably look at two different players. One's been in the program for a couple of years. One's a freshman, and you say, "Well, I feel a lot more comfortable with the freshman. I know what I'm going to get there." There's not as many right, you know, know. different highs, in, but that's that's the case here. Right. Um, I, I think that's probably the case. Uh, good thing is you 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 would like to think that you're probably getting Matoyer continue to progress and get healthier and healthier, which is good, as banged up as we've been. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up here from Orange Theory. We've got the final hour next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. Radio Network. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. You're a member of the Ref Army, and we know you want to show it this football season. Just visit kref.com, click 